A nudnik, a real bum. The bad clowns freak him out. This is the... Theme song of the podcast of the movie of the uncle of the nephew who's a dreamer and he cannot keep a job. We watch the... Movie by the minute and we talk about what's in it but we want it to be different so we added two more seconds. It's UHF 62. Uh, 60 second. UHF 60 second. I know. Welcome, Welcome back. back to UHF 60 second, where we go through UHF 60. We're going through the 62 seconds, seconds at, at a time. time. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Jonathan. I'm David. Brett Bontrager. So this minute is minute seven, and this starts with him continuing to run away from the boulder and ends with some mustard face. And I would like to say that at the very beginning of this minute, as the boulder rounds the corner, which is, that's like a whole nother thing. But I was looking at the cityscape and they did a good job of making it very hard to tell where they are because all the signs, the words are either like cut in half, so you can't read them or they're like such on an angle that you just can't figure out what they say. Yeah, in fact, uh, I imagine this is probably like another photo that they just have on the on the background. I don't, I don't think we'd mentioned last episode that you know we'd use the phrase uh, uh, green screen or blue screen. I doubt that it's even that. I, it's probably just like in front of a blown up photo. I don't know that there was really much green screen or blue screen happening in a movie of this budget in '89. Well, this is nitpicky, but we got the through traffic merge left sign and the telephone pole. If you notice when he and the boulder come through the alley, that that stuff is in front of him. So is that, I don't think that that stuff is actually there. So it looks like they kind of layered some of this stuff on there. Yes. That, yep. Uh, you are right. That is layered in some way. Um, this is where I should have brushed up on some of my rotoscope and whatnot techniques to talk about that. Like I knew what I was talking about, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we might get some kind of chance later. Yeah, that's true. So what is making this boulder follow him? Magnets. He's got something in his uh, satchel. You know what he doesn't have in his satchel? Sand. Sand or the trophy. <laughs> well, I guess we don't see it. Maybe it squishes it. He might have know. threw it. I would have I would have thrown it. What was the whole point? Yeah, round about the Sphinx. Now, if he used that Oscar to stop the door, could he have just set the Oscar down behind him and the boulder would have just come up on the Oscar and just stopped like ding? Oh, like a doorstop, yeah. Um uh, hopefully there's a deleted scene somewhere where that happened and it stopped it for a minute and then it kind of crushed it. And... <laughs> it just like sat there vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this actually makes me think of? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw it at a sleepover at another one of our friend's house. And it kind of traumatized me because I wasn't that young, but I wasn't quite ready for Critters 2. <laughs> uh, when they go, they all, all the little critters like go up into a big ball and they, they roll over a guy and like skeletize him as they roll over him. I know what you're talking about. Which, was that movie before this movie too? Like is are there all these micro references to things that I don't know? It's Critters 2. When was that? Let's ask Google. That's probably going to tell you that Critters 2 is most likely trees. 1988. It was before this. The main course. Is that what it said? Yeah, Critters 2, the main course. Oh my goodness. I don't even think I saw oh. Critters 1. It was just like, hey guys, we're watching Critters 2. It's like, okay. What's... How many were there? I know. Didn't they make more? How many Critters? And I think there was even a cartoon, wasn't there? That'd be delightfully bonkers if, they, if that had happened. Well, the Critters 3 exists. Critters 4 yeah. Alien 3, so that's not the same what's thing. The, what's the release date on 4? It looks like one of those that just like went directly to Blockbuster. 92. 
So they came out, like, Critters 3 was in 91. So yeah, like every two or three years. Resurgence. Cranking out the Critters. I wish that was like a subtitle to one of the Critters movies. Like Critters <laughs> Cranking 10, out Cranking critters. out the Critters. <laughs> <laughs> My first note here is that uh, we learn Hero Butt's name and it is George. Now that's obviously the character's name, but do you think he made up a name or was he just going for pure Indiana Jones? In the uh, fantasy sequence? Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a name for that guy? Illinois George. Illinois George. Illinois so he's George. just inserting his name right into it. Yeah. So in some ways, he like this isn't like a fantasy of, I want to be this other character. This is more just like, this is who I really am. I mean, he was Oscar worthy. What does the boulder represent? What is chasing him down in his life? His destiny was chasing him down. That's what I think. I was going to say... Um... The uh, stupid day jobs are, are chasing him down, but I like the idea of that's his destiny chasing him down and <laughs> and like like throttling him, <laughs> which you kind of like. I guess if we're gonna you know to talk to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, like destiny does kind of thrust itself upon him in in this movie, and you know he does kind of get throttled by events that happen to him. So that's why I I stopped dead in my tracks because my answer was really obvious and uninteresting and bj uh came out with like the the real foreshadowing uh, yeah (laughs) minor nitpicky note again when he falls in front of the boulder he stops and then he falls backwards and then the next time we see him he's rolling over but he's like inverted it's as if he fell forward and then rolled over oh i didn't even notice that these were, mm. these were the kinds of things I didn't notice while we were doing this. These are the things I noticed when I was, you know, like 12 years old. And I was like, hey, did everybody see that? Look at that. Let me rewind it. And everybody's like, no, just let the movie play. <laughs> How many times did you try and rewind that while you were watching <laughs> that with your family? Uh, 30 seconds. Now, so, oh, wow. That's a higher number than I would have thought. So <laughs> I just that I just watched what you were talking about. And it, to me, it looks like he kind of just drops to his knees. It doesn't really look oh, okay. like he flops so backwards. He's doing like that, that fainting thing where he kind of drops straight yeah. down and then goes forward. Yeah. Or, or yeah, at the very least, I feel like it's inconclusive. You know, that I don't, I don't really think that I wouldn't lay money either way. Alrighty. I guess. But we did uh, make a wager uh, at the end of the last episode. Um, and I was the only one that bet that the boulder would get him. So you guys both owe me money. Yeah. <laughs> I will pay you in 37 rewinds. (laughs) I love this transition, the cooked roadkill on the street turning into the burger. So you tell us what works with hamburgers. As far as... I know you like to grill. Any any, any quick little tips or tricks? With hamburgers? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a giant fan of putting seasoning in the burger. Some people really swear by putting seasoning on the bur- or in the burger. I prefer to make the patty, then apply seasoning so that the seasoning kind of cooks into the outside of the burger, tantalizing your tongue that way, instead of just like if you happen to get seasoning within the burger. That would be my burger tip for right now. I don't want to like share all of my secrets. Man, yeah, right. Leave them wanting more. But that's also like, a, that's just he's frying a burger, which is kind of an inferior burger. <laughs> but, you <laughs> so know, you like grilled better. I do like grilled better. What's the what's the difference? It's not sitting there in the in the grease. Yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes it seems like the fried burgers are just rather bland, and I'm sure with the grill, I mean, you are getting some of that smoke. And I'm not I'm not a giant like I have to have that smoke in my my burger type guy. So how do you guys like your burgers? Because we see a sign. Actually, we're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just popped oh, up. It popped away. It says how we cook them. Unless otherwise ordered, we cook all meat medium with light pink center. Does that sound good to you guys, or do you? Uh, before, hold else? on, hold on. Before we actually talk about, you know, um, 
I, I want to talk about the capitalization in this for a second because it's all over the place. I don't understand what they're doing. And for those of you following along at home that, that can't see it, the sign, how we cook them, it's how we cook dash U-M exclamation oh, point. Yeah, cook them. Cook them. Exclamation point. And then unless otherwise ordered, the word ordered is completely all in capitals. <laughs> ordered. <laughs> Uh, then the next line, uh, we cook all meat medium, medium is capitalized, with the, the final line, light pink center. All three of those words, the first letter is capitalized, light pink center. And light is spelled L-I-T-E, not L-I-G-H-T. Mm. Well, this was before everyone was texting, and so this was like cool and clever back then. Hmm. Was it? Yeah, I I had never uh, taken the time to read that sign before um, preparing for this minute, and it, the more I focused on that sign, the angrier I got <laughs> about it because <laughs> I, I don't understand the choices that they're making. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the fact that cook is capitalized, but it says we cook all meat, but cook is it's it's very strange. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they just like they randomly printed that off because they shot the scene. And realized that there was just a lot of nothing going on there. And that it was just a really quick decision. Nobody checked it out. They just threw it up there. Because I always thought like light, light pink center was more like medium well. Medium is pink. And your raw takes it much further back. But like light pink would be, I think, medium well, not medium. What do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I am agreeing with your terms that you're using. Yeah. So how do you guys like to eat them, though? Or cook them. Do you like to cook them different than how you eat them? Is that oh, uh, is that weird thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never just cooked a burger for the enjoyment of cooking a burger. I always cook it with the intention of eating it. <laughs> well, maybe you cook them for other people and you like it different, but most people like it oh, another I way. Yeah, so I don't well, know. I, I like mine generally like medium rare, um, medium at the most, but like a lot of the people I guess that I cook for want it medium at the least, I guess. Yeah, that's usually where I'm at with it. I think actually if you if you can make a nice medium well burger, that might be what I prefer, but I'll do mediums. I just don't like them when they're black charred. Had that too much when I was a kid, so anything in between is is fine with me. Uh-oh. Now, this is interesting. <laughs> is it? Yeah, this is interesting because your mother, Jonathan, was familiar with cooking burgers in your childhood, I would think. Because your mother and this... I'm talking about like youth events and stuff like that when somebody's just cooking 45 hamburgers and they don't care. That's a nice misdirect. They just throw but them I... all in and smoke them down. Yeah, I know that you were talking plate. about what your parents fed you. It's okay. <laughs> your mother was uh, my boss in one of my earlier high school, after school jobs. She was the manager at the Burger King. Of... That is correct. <laughs> Can I share that? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, I, I remember um, one time, I can't remember his name, and that's fine because we don't need to throw him under the bus, but there was some <laughs> kid, like when we were in eighth grade or something like that, we were in the middle school, we were in the library, and there was some kid that looked at me and thought he was going to be a hot snot, and he was like, well, your mom works at Burger King, and I was just like, yes, she does, and then <laughs> everybody just kind of laughed and walked away. <laughs> Nowadays, they would have fast food shamed you. Yeah, but she was she was at that time she was like manager. I remember one time we got to go to like the Burger King uh like summer party or something mm. where they bring all the managers together and 
I don't remember actually doing anything cool. I just remember being there and not knowing anybody and then asking, can we leave? It probably was pretty boring. Probably people were sitting around and trash talking each other with Burger King things, gossiping, and they're like, Fred lets his employees fill his shakes up 85%. And then they all <laughs> laughed at Fred's stupidity. Uh, we haven't made it very far. It is a minute. No, no. We kind of did. We talked about the sign. <laughs> but, okay, so I've known you guys for a long time. I feel comfortable asking, how was your filtrum and how do you feel about it? My what now? Filtrum. Use it. I can't look at my notes. Use it in a okay. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm staring at, uh, at Weird Al, and he's got a very bare filtrum in his oh, mustache. That must be the little mustache gap thing. Oh, yeah. So, what was your question originally? How was your filtrum and how do you feel about it? Oh, I um I like my filtrum. Uh, so that's the uh, little indentation. Yes. Yeah. I um before which may or may not have hair. It does now. Actually, in high school, I could not quite grow a mustache, so I had like a, the chin strap beard, which was I feel like a, a pretty decent beard. But for whatever reason, until like my early twenties, I couldn't. My mustache didn't really fill in, so I never. I always shaved my upper lip. Um, but I actually always really enjoyed. Um, putting my the pad of my pointer finger on the filstrum and admiring secretly to myself how how well my uh, finger fit on my filstrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you, now you're adding letters. It's it's filtrum, not oh. filstrum. Well, not, I don't know what a filstrum is. <sighs> filstrum might be plural. <laughs> you got more than one. <laughs> but yeah, I was I, as I was taking my notes, I went to the mirror and I looked because I'd never really paid that much attention. But I've got a decent indentation on my filtrum, but I actually have hair growing in there, unlike Weird Al. Um, but because my indentation is so pronounced, even when the hair grows out, it still looks like I have some kind of little valley there. Hmm. But there is hair there. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's me. I'm comfortable with my filstrum. Filstrum? What is it? Filstrum? Fil- Fil- filtrum. Filtrum. Yeah. <laughs> P-H-I-L-T-R-U-M. Filtrum. Or if you prefer Cupid's bow, which I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I, I do not prefer that at all. Um, that's interesting that you brought up the Filstrum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just going to be what it is from now on. Uh, he actually, in that scene where he's just kind of like staring at the camera, um, you can see a couple moles on um, the uh, left side of his face. He said in the commentary that he had those moles removed during the shooting. So, you know, if you wanted to um, play along at home in some scenes, he has the moles and some scenes he doesn't have the moles. So that would give you a little indication of uh, what sequence things were shot in oh. if you happen to see those moles or not. So we're on a mole watch starting minute seven. Mm-hmm. Just to go with the filtrum uh, or filstrum, whatever, uh, if you want to find out what it's actually called, there's a couple websites. Uh, Beardbrand.com is where I watch some videos on the, the filtrum. Um, but also one that I've liked in the past anyway was artofmanliness.com. They have a lot of cool stuff about like, you know, how to shake hands properly and you know some of, some of it's funny but some of it's just cool like how to tie a tie and you can just learn it right there right on speaking of ties um that bow tie wearing having to wear a bow tie uh you know whether it's a clip-on or actual bow tie having to have your collar completely closed off like that standing in front of the grill or working in a, a, a fast food place <laughs> or something that seems pretty cruel yeah like somebody needs to talk to big edna oh big edna, big edna. the burger world icon or logo Makes me think of it took me back around that time to McDonald's with Mac Tonight. Do you guys remember Mac Tonight? 
Oh, yeah. Instead of like the face of the globe of Burger World, it was that that half crescent moon. And he was giant and he played a piano to that. Uh, I think it's an old Bobby Darren song, Mac the Knife. Hmm. That's what it made me think of. Does David remember Mac tonight? Yeah, uh, I didn't like him, but I, <laughs> I do remember him. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the nightmares. It will come back. I looked it up. I was trying to explain it. Uh, my wife did not remember it. And I looked it up and I found out that his character has kind of been hijacked by the alt-right and they make his character do very racist rap now, which I thought was really, really weird. So now he's a nightmare on a whole nother level. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I mean, it was a childhood memory for me, but now they've kind of destroyed that. And it's one of those things where like, if I want to buy a piece of memorabilia, because I still like Mac tonight. And I put that on my desk. Will people in the know think that I'm just racist? Yeah, you got to go anonymous on that purchase. In here, uh, George's co-patriot, who we have no idea what this guy's name is at this point, but he, he rattles off a, a string of jobs that George has held in the past couple of weeks. Lumberyard being the first. Has anybody, have you guys ever worked at a Lumberyard? I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be no. No, but my brother does right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Floyd's fish market is next. Nobody, I'm pretty sure none of us have ever worked at a fish market. No, nope. The golf course then is mentioned. And I know that BJ Brett worked at the golf course. I have done much golf course work. Any mini golf? Uh, no, but I've worked on a number of putting greens. That's the closest I can get. What I would like to suggest at this point to our listeners is if you have a time machine and you can go back in time and hook up with Brett, he will take you (laughs) on an insanely, uh, probably actually very dangerous, but insanely fun golf cart ride (laughs) around the golf course, which I'm not going to say which golf course uh, after it closed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's where I took all my ladies. (laughs) Oh, so I have a question. Uh, so David Bowie. David Bowie. So he lists all that stuff, and he says that all that stuff was in the last month. Uh, but I always assumed that meant that these two guys were buddies and they went everywhere together. But is he saying, did he work at this Burger World this whole month and he kind of got George the job because George has been flighty? Or do you think they actually have been going job to job together? I I think he's been a burger man. George, you think um, uh, meant- David got uh, George in? Yeah. So yep. you think that's why he's so frustrated? Like, okay, I've got this friend. He's going job to job. I got him a job here at my place. This is where I'm doing things, and he's just screwing this up too. That's what I think. Uh, I think the David fella there, I think he's got a really good relationship with Big Edna, and he's really not wanting to disappoint her because they're really at a really big trust level in their relationship. And he got George the job. So do you think he's Big Edna's number one or number two? I, I can't say. There's no way to tell his rank. I mean, if this were a modern-day fast food, we'd know just by looking at him. Yeah, everybody we see is kind of a red shirt. And also, I don't want to know about Big Edna's number two. (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree with uh, BJ, though. I I think that uh, that does indicate, uh, or the film, kind of what we're seeing indicates that uh, he did get George in there. But I really like the idea of them both going from job to job to job together. Uh, And I would watch a TV show of that, probably. That's what I always assumed. He's probably just well-connected and got George those jobs, and George just keeps letting him down. Oh, yeah, so maybe he, he's he been working here at Burger World, but maybe he's actually gotten, he's done all the legwork 
for yeah, George? That's what I'm wondering. That's canon. But Destiny's chasing him down. Now this squirting all this mustard in people's faces, like this gets me every time. <laughs> Even as we're watching this, because you know that like filming that, that that's the only time you see those people. They never go back to them. Just stand here, get shot with mustard, and go home. That's it. And it's an interesting group of people. Yeah. So what? <laughs> what is going on? Obviously, we just got like two Harley guys because they're you know they're supposed to be like tough guys. You just spray them with mustard. <laughs> but then he's like shooting this kid in the face. With all this mustard. Okay, and the kid looks completely different than the two adults he's with in style and in looks. Well, but he's a kid, though. I was thinking about this. Yeah, like, at what age do you start dressing? Because he can't ride his own Harley. So is it, you know, that's kind of a poser thing to, like, at that age. Like, if you have, you know, should he be, like, in leather chaps and stuff? And, you know, he can't grow a beard or whatever. Should he, would he, wouldn't he look ridiculous in a tattered shirt and a bandana? I think he would. I'm guessing, you know, I don't know. I can't tell which one of those is his father. I'm going to say father and uncle. And father's like, until you grow hair, my son, you have to continue to wear those glasses and that collared shirt. And once you start growing hair and you're able to get on a bike, I'm going to hook you up with some t-shirts and jeans. But you'll get there. I'm still going to pay for your food, even though you look like a dork. (laughs) So do we go like genetics with the glasses so it's you know the, okay. the two outside guys or do we go like proximity so the dad's in the middle standing next to the son the uncle's on the other side or are they family and they're comfortable enough that doesn't matter where they stand or are these complete strangers i think they're family and they're comfortable it could be it could be dad and son on the outside uncle on the inside the son really likes the uncle because he looks like he's a younger cooler guy Maybe uh, went to college, couldn't get the jobs that he wanted, kind of doesn't want to get rid of the beard and conform, so he's kind of an outlaw, but he's still cool and young, and the son really enjoys being around him. That's what I get from them. No, you don't even have any notes. You just pulled that right out. <laughs> That's right. I read people. <laughs> but he does have the the uncle, or what you're supposing is the uncle. He's got like the straight Harley shirt. His dad, that's got to be the dad. Now that you look at his shirt, because he's got like body by hog wild, yeah, spelled H A W G. Yeah, that's the dad. That's the dad. The dad's got quite the uh, leather um, gauntlet thing. What do you call that on his on his wrist? You know, like a gauntlet or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess the gauntlet's kind of like a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see their Harleys in the background. We could really get a, a feel for their setup. So it's it's frozen right now in the still where they're squirting the mustache. And I'm trying to look at like mustache. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the, we were talking about mustaches before. Squirting the full mustard. Yeah, and the, I'm looking at the mustard stain and where it's going, but I'm also looking at the, the like the splatter pattern. It almost <laughs> looks like there might have been a shot of mustard that happened before. Because is that mustard that's in the background on the window? It looks like it. Let's. Oh, Was that's, that that's, mustard that's a, always? That's there. a really quick clip. It's hard to. No, Let's watch it again. That mustard is it, oh, no. it appears during the shot. Yeah, during the shot. <laughs> but that's crazy. If you go frame by frame, though, you can see this kid. Even though he's wearing glasses, which I'm guessing they gave him glasses because they were gonna squirt him right across his. Because he, his eyes are already <laughs> closed. If you go like frame by frame, like by the time the mustard is hitting the first gentleman, the kid's eyes are already closed. Even though he has glasses on, that's true. Have you ever got mustard in the eyes? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. 
He could just have really fast reflexes, though, because his father beats him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, I want to postulate uh, another scenario here that this kid is actually some child prodigy criminal mastermind, and these two guys are his henchmen. (laughs) Oh. It's kind of like the next step of Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking it to the streets. Yeah, we're like, he's like, I'm done. These guys are kept breaking into my home and they, they won't stop but now i'm just gonna own them so are these the wet bandits in his world yeah and they're just stopping for a burger now the condiment bandits could be is there some weird side story where george somehow thwarted this rogue element in this tiny town by squirting him in the face well i think we're seeing it right now you know they were probably like allergic to mustard and so they were on the verge of knocking over this burger stand and uh, he inadvertently uh, took care of the problem before it even started <laughs> The kid goes blind and he gets superpowers and now he can hear really well. That kid's name is Matt Murdock. He's like a cool character, but only like Netflix cool. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't <laughs> war in his own movie. Should I learn you guys about Harley Davidson? I have some Harley Davidson facts. Do we care? Yeah, sure. go, yeah go for it. Uh, Harley Davidson founded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1903 by William Harley and Arthur Davidson. Sold their first bike in uh, nineteen oh five. I don't know. I don't care that much about motorcycles. I'm sorry. So that's that's where that's where the Harley Davidson factoids end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was over a hundred years ago at this point that we're recording, so that's that's something. But I I do have more factoids about mustard, though. I was a lot more excited about the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else you got? Mustard, as far back as the 4th or 5th century, there are Roman cookbooks that have recipes for mustard. And the mustard is is a combination of two words. The must, which is young wine, and ard, which is spicy, so spicy young wine. Hmm. So uh, they would use uh, like ground-up mustard seeds and other spices and combined it with young wine, and that's how they um, developed the first mustards. One of the reasons I was excited to talk about mustard is because, uh, again, in the city that I live, uh, there is the National Mustard Museum, um, mm. yep, which was uh, uh, founded by Barry Levinson. It opened in 1992. He um, began collecting his mustards in uh, 1986. At the time, the Boston Red Sox's favorite sports team had lost, and he found that collecting mustard was a good uh, coping mechanism to deal with that loss. So. <laughs> So when do we talk about your obsession with ketchup then? Or, I mean, at least you've you've been a part oh, of a project taping someone who's yeah, obsessed was... with ketchup. Or is that a later time? No, we can talk about that. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't my obsession, though, but it was another uh, gentleman that was obsessed uh, with ketchup. And uh, a friend of mine and myself uh, made a documentary about that, which um, it's on YouTube. So we could put a link up on Town Talk, which is our Facebook listener group. So if you join Town Talk when this episode airs, uh, if I don't forget, I'll put up the YouTube link to uh, for everybody to watch um, the Ketchup Love, uh, which is about a 10-minute documentary about a, a guy that's obsessed with ketchup. It's great. Oh, thank you. It's gross. It's true. I like that it came out before it was really, really cool to do fake documentary stuff. Though I guess it's technically, it's real. Yeah, this it's is... Fire, but it's, yeah. No, no, there's nothing. This, this guy is super into his ketchup. I'm glad we didn't get to see all the deleted scenes. <laughs> um, speaking of, I forgot for minute six, with all the green screen work or the whatever you suppose is going on there, the three of us have been involved with some green screen work together. 
back in the magical year of 1997 when we all graduated. So there oh, could yeah. be something else that we could also post. Maybe we'll post it for the last episode. So when you're listening to this, it'll actually be before. So you'll have to scroll down a little bit on Town Talk. Um, I think we should. Yeah, we we should post it when we release episode six, so that you know when they're listening to this episode seven, they'll be really annoyed. Like, yeah, yeah, we already watched the thing. We know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we did uh, the Batman theme song, and we didn't know how long it was or how it started or anything. Did we even know what the background was going to be? I don't remember either. You can watch it on Town Talk. It's fun. And then you guys did another one with... Uh, we did with uh, insert person's name beep thing here, so I won't say it. Joe Short. He's, he's like Joe a Short. local legend now. <laughs> he, so. has a, he has a local legend. So it was, it was David, Joe Short, and I, and we did it to... Uh, <laughs> we got funky to Bex where it's at. Two turntables and a microphone. So were you and David the two turntables and Joe was the microphone? Or? I think that we, we all took turns because uh, you can't pin us down. We're many things. That's deep. Do you guys want to talk about mustard anymore? Or, uh... do, do you like mustard? I do. I like mustard, yeah. What kind of mustard? What are, what are we talking about for mustard? Like we're all adults now, so is like just straight yellow mustard, is that kind of out? I don't dislike it, though. I mean, if that's what there is. Yeah, I mean, it does in a pinch. Obviously, now that I've grown up, I know there's better mustard. <laughs> Jeez. I like a good uh, Dusseldorf. wonder how many species of mustard there are. Light, like baby wine juice? Or what was that, David? Yeah, baby wine juice. Felstrom. S- baby wine juice. <laughs> <laughs> Felstrom, I hardly knew him. <laughs> I don't have anything else for this minute, but I did enjoy this minute. I enjoyed watching it. We get to uh, learn George's name. We get to see David Bowie. Oh. And we don't get to see his name yet, but uh, good times at Burger World. And the mustard is always funny. Always. That gag is always funny. Oh, here's, yeah, okay. What do you think they use to squirt that mustard? Because that's more velocity and more volume than you could get out of a squirt <laughs> bottle in one squirt. This is pre-Super Soaker, I feel like. Like, what, is, what do they, did they have to rig up a special contraption? Or what do you think they're squirting that with? And who do you think is doing it? Maybe this is like when NASA develops stuff for space and then it kind of filters down into pop culture. Um, maybe this is where Super Soaker came from. <laughs> I hope you know, so. The, the, the production styling of we have to spray this mustard and we have to do it from eight feet away and it has to go as straight as possible. And then early 90s, Super Soaker time. Although mine always leaked. Mine did too. Should have got that looked at. Yeah. Got to plug my full strum. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think if I tried, I could squirt mustard pretty good. <laughs> Out of just one of those straight, the, the yellow bottles. Yeah, I, I can't tell. Out of your mouth. I don't. I can't tell if he's using like one of those short fatties or if he's got like lunchroom tall, clear, bought it from GFS mustard refillable things. Because I think that big tall one, if that was pretty full, I think you could get pretty good on that. I don't know about the short fatties though. How many takes are we guessing they had to do before they got it just right, especially with the gag oh of the goodness. kid getting it right in the eyes? I don't even want to think about doing it more than once because then you got to change your shirts. You got to wash the windows. Did they have? Did, oh man, now now I do want to know because I want to know did the did the dad and uncle have like different shirts? And this one happened to be the hog wild. That's what they one they used in the movie. Or did, oh he, did he have like a big Johnson shirt or something? Or no fear, no fear. What if there were like multiple family iterations? Or maybe multiple people. And if, if it just wasn't your day for the correct mustard shot, you just weren't in the movie. <laughs> like there'd be an old lady in one of them. Yeah. Uh, old lady with her poodle, and the poodle gets all mustardy. See, that would have been funny. 
<laughs> I think anybody getting mustard at this point is actually still funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of there being like a lottery the day that they were going to shoot this with all the extras like hoping to get <laughs> mustarded. <laughs> there's there's extras out in the line like shooting themselves with mustard to show everybody how good they are at it. <laughs> BJ, do you remember the first time that you saw UHF or how you heard about it? Uh, I think it was probably I watched it at Jonathan's house because his yeah. his house was the house that had all of the Weird Ale uh, VHS tapes. And, and I rewound every one of them 37 times. <laughs> yeah, we used, to, we used to watch them a lot. At that time, it was probably starting at least in high school it was starting to become that cult classic thing it was just always fun for the most part the humor aged well even if you don't get the movie references even at the time i didn't get some of the movie references just because as a child i didn't really get to watch too many of those movies but i really enjoyed weird ale's movie that evidently had been out for a very long time and i never <laughs> knew it i don't know if it was a real vhs like official or if it was like we taped it off a of cable tv <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching it a bunch. That's how most of them were. Yeah. We had towers of cabinets full of VHS with things taped off the TV. Yeah, cable official. Which is very surprising nowadays when I watch a movie on, on DVD or Blu-ray that I used to watch back then. I'm like, oh, there's lots of swears in nudity. And this is not in the, <laughs> the uh, TV edit that I used to watch all the time. Yeah, I remember the good old days of all this stuff getting taped off cable. We didn't have that, but um, when we first moved up there to the town that we all grew up in, I remember uh, really vividly staying at Rich and Karen Hodgman's house. (laughs) 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 And they had a a bunch of uh, VHS tapes with the stuff taped off a TV. And so I learned most of the, you know, your common classic 80s movies in the edited form. That's the way they are in my head. Which probably got your parents in trouble when you were at friend's house. You were like, my parents let me watch this. I've totally watched this before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got me in trouble with my parents a couple of times because I, you know, later on after those tapes got worn out, I would rent something from the um, Premiere Video, you know, uh, from Heather Brewer at Premiere Video. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, bring it home and, you know, just throw it on with everybody there and, you know, not think anything of it. And it would have, yeah, a bunch of swears or whatever in it. And I think that wraps it up for minute seven. Yeah. The, David was going to say something. Yeah. The last thing I had was just that um, Al uh, in the commentary said that he had the flat George prop still in his garage. So, um, oh, gross. Yeah. We'll leave you guys all with that thought of what that looks like after 20 plus years of being in a garage. <laughs> Hey, was is that uh, any foreshadowing? You think like obviously the roadkill part like transitioned into the burger, but when that uh, the boulder rolled over him, it kind of made like that mustard <laughs> sound. But there's no mustard. Like, um, it would be cool if like mustard shot out of his fingers or something like that. <laughs> yes, that would have been cool. Uh, so minute seven, we did it. Made it to seven. Woo! My birthday's on a seventh, so that's like my number. Right on. But it's an odd number, so I'm kind of like love-hate relationship with it. Do you know why uh, girls, young girls, are always in uh, odd-numbered groups? Why? Is this a joke? <laughs> because they... Are you asking? Yeah, because they literally can't even. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Let me be your heart. I don't know why now I'm getting really um, 
self-conscious, uh, I guess, uh, um, guys use that phrase too. Sorry, girls.